Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch, coming to you from the Social Centric slash Ladies Who Launch headquarters Woo-hoo! in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in case anybody doesn't know. How are things today, Dakota Kidby? I, I'm great. Thanks, Alyssa. It's the double name. I felt it was necessary. Double know. name? It's a double Dakota name. Kidby. I have a buddy who he answers every single phone call with, Dakota Kidby. It's kind of my favorite. It's fantastic. He also loves our podcast. A dude? Yeah, he says we have very soothing voices. Okay. I love that dude. Any dudes listen? I know my friend Russ Reimer listens, and so does um, my other friend Jeremy Fokins listens. Jeremy listens? Yes. Oh, Jeremy. He loves us. He's moving back to Calgary, too, I think. So, bonus. Oh my gosh. Jeremy Focus is a very talented photographer yes. for those of you who are is, what uh, we're talking about. He is bomb.com. We love him. He's great. Um, anyway, today we are getting the knowledge and brain of Alyssa Berry majorly. We're going to talk a little bit about crisis communications. Yeah. Okay. Nobody tune out. I know that crisis communication sounds god awful and frightening. So please. Keep listening. It's kind of exciting. Well, has its moments. So, I am working um, on a few projects right now that are crisis related, and this is what led to this idea for a topic. Because I think what I've discovered is that sometimes business owners, especially small business owners, don't really understand when an issue becomes a crisis and when you actually have to sort of call someone in to get some help. So issues versus crisis. I mean, I think um, most people understand issues management on on sort of a regular day-to-day scale. I mean, everybody, every business owner, every employee, whatever deals with um, issues on a day-to-day basis. Like somebody shows up late for work or a mistake was made in an ad and whatever, all kinds of things that are basically fairly innocuous and like things happen and whatever. But sometimes those issues can fester or other environmental or situational issues come into play that turn it into more of a a crisis. And I think this is where sometimes uh, small business owners in particular don't do themselves favors by thinking that A, it's handleable or B, it's not that big of a deal. I always get that it's not that big of a deal. Yes. So when you're thinking of crisis, and if you're not in communications or you're not in um, that landscape on a day-to-day basis, a crisis is when something becomes larger than your position or your or your business or whatever. And it it is now receiving media or external attention that could be social media traditional media but it's it's clearly a discussion Mm -hmm. 
whether small or large, small or large, but it's become a discussion outside of the walls of your organization. And in this day and age of social media and the instantaneous cancel culture news, doing news in quotes, um, it can get out of hand very quickly. And And then you're sort of playing catch up. So I always recommend to people, and especially in social, in this sort of digital age that we're in, that the best thing that you can be doing on an ongoing basis for you and your business is constantly monitoring what people are saying about you. So not just in a way like obviously you're posting your things to social or you're doing your own sort of media relations or you're, you have your own PR plan of things that are going on in in your world. But if you're not sort of listening to the discussion or chatter around your business, like um, if you're not paying attention to Google reviews or you're not paying attention to Reddit threads, or you're not paying attention to Twitter conversations that are going on, um, it will hit you hard if if there's something that um, is being negative, is being negative or your business or something that's happened that you may have found thought was innocuous. Um, like for example, let's say that a person had a difficult experience in your store or in a different difficult experience with your business, and you you thought it was handled or whatever, but turns out this person has quite a large social media following and has a quite a large voice and a large audience online. And that person decides to go and rant about you on Twitter. Yeah. Look at airlines. Like how much crap is spewed about airlines on social media? Constant. Yes. And I will never be a proponent of going onto any uh, social media platform and, uh, negatively talking about an experience you had with a business, either big or small or otherwise, because I think it's wrong Um, because your experience does not make everyone's experience. But airlines for using them as an example, so much of what happens with airlines is totally out of their control in terms of weather and staffing and all that. But if Karen or Susan or Bob have a very difficult day with Air Canada or WestJet or whoever, and they lost their bags. That's like the worst thing that's happened. And they will go and tell everyone about it. And therefore they pour customer service people online or having to deal with this, which is also massively unfair. So now I'm not going to use airlines as a massive example because they have huge communications teams and they know how to deal with crisis on an ongoing basis. But if you're a small business owner and you, maybe your staff has done something inappropriate on non-staff times. Do you have a social media policy where your staff are um, aware that they are not to be disparaging competition or talking about their job or any of that online? Um, Because that can also get you into trouble if you, one of your staff has slagged you or a competitor or customers Mm -hmm. online. Like you see it all the time on TikTok now where, where um, customers are recording interactions with, Yes. staff or the yeah, vice versa. So that's the first thing is just being aware and monitoring what's going on and what's being said about your business. There's lots of different ways to do that. I mean, obviously uh, Google alerts about your business name or Google alerts about um, 
topics or products that you handle or whatever. Yeah. And yes, it takes some time um, to be, but if you have, uh, like, if you follow the, the Calgary Reddit thread alone, and I'm not a Reddit person, but this has just come to my attention that that's a place that a lot of things are discussed. Yeah. And that if you have someone that's sort of monitoring and checking for, for threads or topics related to your business, it's a good way to sort of get ahead of any sort of um, situations because the minute it becomes um, viral or the minute it becomes um, a discussion or the media picks it up, uh, you are now in it. Yeah. So just being aware of that. The second thing I tell people is ensuring, like I just mentioned it there, ensuring that you have proper policies and procedures in place for your staff on social or in the media who can talk to the media and who can't. Um, I think there was an issue with a municipality, this is probably five, six years ago, where um, a transit driver or something had gone to the media about some issue that they had. Yes. And they're they're not they're not authorized to go to the media about anything. And so not only did they lose their job, then the municipality also realized they had a, a, a semi-crisis on their hands to deal with this now disgruntled employee that had gone to the media. So ensuring that your staff and any anybody internal, your management team, all that understand the the proper procedures and processes and policies that are in place to ensure that no one is speaking about things externally that they are not allowed to be talking about or they're not allowed, they're not allowed to be going to the media about things right right um i will say that when i was an employee and especially because i worked in nonprofit or the government sectors for most of my career i never had an online presence it was inappropriate and i would i mean i was on i had accounts obviously to be on things but i would never post anything aside from like like if i went traveling or whatever things related to me because it was too um anything that relies on public funding like whether it's government or nonprofits and you're you're beholden to public government funders or sponsors or any of that it is better just to stay out of it and not get involved i really only found a social media voice since i worked for myself because i don't answer anybody anymore (laughs) um the other thing and i'm taking over this whole episode but feel free no i will i will when you're done when i'm done (laughs) um the third thing is and this is sort of the biggest thing like sort of leaping off from the policy perspective is ensuring that you have a robust crisis comms plan. And yes, if, I mean, if you're working for Alberta health services or your air Canada or whatever, they have massive crisis comms plans of everything for every situation that may arise, but um, it should be a document that uh, your key uh, team members, like your executive team are, aware of what's in it it needs to be updated regularly and that includes key messages and making sure that the team members who are a part of the crisis communications team are there and um, templates and all those sorts of things that you can ensure that if something happens you can pick up this document and it'll walk you through the process so that you are not in a it it, it, you're not going to be positioned in a negative light that you're able to take control 
of a situation, especially with the media, uh, quickly. Right. Now, if you're a small business, something I'd like to add, um, some of these crisis comms documents are ridiculous. terrifying looking. Yes. I, I know in all my previous corporate jobs, um, some of our crisis comms manuals were the size of a phone book. Ridiculous. Right. Now, that being said, they're easy to navigate because they're um, labeled accordingly per issue and, and whatnot. But I think gone are the days of having these massive documents, no. right? Even with strategies at this point in time, the strategies Alyssa and I write are, are not 50 pages long, depending on... Yeah, they're like five to eight. Exactly. Um, so the thing that I would say, the two most crucial and important things for, for those of you who have really large social media presence or your um, a vendor or a small business is even just having key messages at the ready in case something crappy is said about you online or in case you have to have a a tough conversation with somebody online because of something to do with service or product. So just having key messages such as, you know, my products are made this way because Mm -hmm. um, my sales journey is this way because my customer sales journey. Um, And, you know, making sure that you've got apologies and transparency messages at the um, at the ready in case you have to react with them. Um, Having a media kit available for media is really, really helpful so that you don't have to scramble to put something together and having those key messages readily available with that media kit. Understanding how to communicate with the media getting media training done with a professional to understand how to communicate proactively and reactively. Um, And then the other thing I would say, you know, if you have a brick and mortar store is making sure that you've got crisis plans available for things like unexpected hazards Mm -hmm. or acts of God Um, in Calgary floods. Mm -hmm. And then more notably, and most notably the pandemic. Yeah. Um, a very interesting crisis situation my company went through over the course of the pandemic was flipping businesses and sales journeys and full marketing strategies to something completely different, as well as putting more stuff online so that my clients could survive the pandemic and still make money. So that is one thing I would highly recommend adding to your plan and anticipating is what would I do with my business if X, Y, and Z happened in the future? How am I going to pivot? I know we all hate that word now, but how am I going to pivot my business if another pandemic happens? So just thinking about those things ahead of time are just as crucial as having a plan in general. Agreed. And I think you need to, whether it's brick and mortar or your service provider, or you're just an online retailer, um, you have to be very aware of who you're hiring, who your staff are, ensuring that they're people that reflect your values as an organization. Um, because I think there's, it's, it, it's been very apparent in, in, in recent, um, months, I think as, as the world sort of spins out of control in various different ways and, and things that are going on um, specific. I don't like to pick on the, the United States, but it's kind of like right there. Um, and you have massive uh, protests. I mean, it's happening in Calgary, like protests, people, people protesting um, drag story times. And there's very intense um, anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric happening now. 
what I've noticed online, um, and partly the reason why this this episode came to my mind is because in the last three weeks, I've seen three different scenarios, um, and this is American, it's not Canadian, but three different scenarios where uh, videos of people who are people harassing LGBTQ people, or there was one of a lady who'd gone into a restaurant um, and they were on the TV. They had like a telenovela, like the Spanish soap operas because they were Mexican that ran the restaurant. And she had a complete flip out about it because like, how dare you? It's America. You should be watching American TV or whatever the deal is. And then another one, discrimination, discrimination. another one, um, a gentleman was um, like seen or visually seen as a, as, 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 as assaulting a, or yelling and assaulting a, um, a, a trans person, like uh, in front of a thing. Yeah. Well, very quickly, because this is the internet age, those people were like people on the internet figured out who they were yeah. and where they worked. Yeah. Like target, target, right? Cause, and so those two, this, those two organizations that employed those two people had to be very quick with making a very quick decision about like neither one of those people work here anymore. Right. They've both been let go. You have to make statements about it. And so that's the other thing you've got to think about too, is that the people that you have working for you, like, are, do they align with your values or are you going to have to be dealing with some like crazy that's like arrested at a freedom convoy rally or some crazy thing? <laughs> like you've got to sort of keep that in mind that because things that your staff do outside on their own time, there's none of this like, Oh, what they do on their own time? No, because no. once it's outed and once they're confirmed, because it's it's the internet, they will people will know who they are. Yeah, it will be immediate, and you have to make immediate decisions and announce and, and statements and all that stuff. Otherwise, that will crisis out of control. And if you don't look like you're addressing the issue, or you don't look like you've done anything about these clear people who are clearly awful, um, yeah, then that that will affect your business moving forward. So just keep it in mind in those things, those, those contexts in, in, in sort of what Dakota had said, it's like, yes, large corporations have massive crisis comms plans. Like they're, they've got it sorted, but if you're a small business and there's like, you're a mom and pop shop or you're your own solopreneur, you have no idea what could be net be happening tomorrow. Yes. And you just have to be prepared. So just making sure that you're always, aware of what's going on with your business, what's being said about it externally yes. and, and having a meeting of the minds of people who are. Creating. Yes. I'm going to throw out one last very unfortunate example before we close off this cast. There was a local business here in Calgary who has been running for, I think 25 years or they've had their doors open for 25 years and they had inroads with many amazing hotels organizations, restaurants, and one really crappy email literally put them under. Yep. So the gist of the story, we won't name any names, was that um, during Pride last year, an organization had reached out to this particular establishment to... For um, a barbecue or something. Sponsor, provide, yeah. sponsor a barbecue. Yeah. Provide some goods for yes. this. And for whatever reason, the owner decided to just slander them completely. Go off. Yeah. Now, the owner and their family members own this organization, this establishment, sorry. And 
what's really crappy about this is their family. So they chose not to let go of this. They chose to not fire this person. And they instead basically sided with this person. And therefore, um, I think it was like 25 or 30 of their clients um, ended things with them. Yeah. And this is an, or this is a business that's been running for 25 years. So even if you're working with your family, people, ah, that's almost even harder. Make like sure you've got the meeting of the minds. So Yeah. And anyway. not everything that you think in your head needs to be said online no, or in an email. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. But anyway, I hope that gives um, some of you some ideas and maybe gaps that are in your business plan or your PR plan or, or, or whatever. And obviously... Um, this is what we do for a living. So uh, we're a plethora of knowledge. If anybody has any questions or anything, just reach out to us. But uh, it's just one of those things that you may not think about because, yeah, you're not Air Canada or you're not um, a major corporation, but this stuff happens to small businesses all the time and you have to be prepared. Absolutely. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Lazy Launch. Check out the new Ladies Who Launch newsletter dropping May 1st, 2023. It's going to be full of exciting perks and tips from yours truly and my co-host, Alyssa Berry, as well as exclusive invites and giveaways to local Calgary events. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.